But we're really glad you're here. Uh, the, the scripture this morning is from the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37. The hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of bones. He led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very dry. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? I said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. And then he said to me, Prophesy to these bones and say to them, Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. This is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you, and you will come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you, and you will come to life, and you will know that I am the Lord. So as I prophesied, I was commanded, and as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bone to bone. I looked, and tendons and flesh appeared on them, and skin covered them, but there was no breath in them. And then he said to me, prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come, breathe from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. And so I prophesied as he commanded me, and breath entered them, and they came to life, and they stood on their feet, a vast army. And then he said to me, Son of man, say to these bones are the people of Israel. And they say, Our bones are dried up and our hope is gone. We are cut off. Therefore prophesy and say to them, This is what the sovereign Lord says. My people, I am going to open your graves and bring you up from them. I will bring you back to the land of Israel. And then you, my people, will know that I am the Lord when I open your graves and bring you up from them. I will put my spirit in you and you will live and I will settle you in your own land and then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done it, declares the Lord. There's a really interesting uh, thing, I think, in the Hebrew Bible, in the Old Testament. The, the Hebrew word ruah means wind and breath and spirit. It means all three. And you just kind of have to look at the sentence to determine the context of which word it means, which, which one of those it means. And then in the New Testament, there is the same thing. There's one Greek word, pneumona, that means air or wind and breath and spirit. And, and so in, in both the Old and New Testament, there's one word that stands for all those different things so that we kind of get the idea that the spirit of God is like the wind that blows, the breath that we breathe, that free, you know, fills us and, 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 you know, and gives us life. Um, did you know that the word conspire means to breathe together? So uh, let me ask you, if you will, this morning, if you'll join me, and we're going to all breathe together. You ready? Breathe in. Breathe out. There you go. We have conspired together now. Uh, we started a conspiracy. Uh, and, and so when we come together to worship, we breathe in the Holy Spirit through the, through the way that we worship, through the songs and the scripture and, and all that we do here. And when we expire, that means the breath is gone. And then when you expire, you're dead. And the breath is gone. The spirit is gone. 
Just like without air, the physical body is dead. Without the spirit, our spiritual life is, is, um, is useless. It doesn't have any meaning. And so Rob Bell has this really interesting take on the, the name of God. In the Old Testament, Moses asked God what was his name, and God said, Yahweh. Now, in English, we translate that word, I am who I am, but the name that God gave was Yahweh. And so we understand that to be God's name. And as a matter of fact, many Jewish people will not even say that word because it's God's name, and so it's holy, and so they replace it with the word Lord. But Rob Bell noticed and pointed out that the word, the name Yahweh, is actually the very sound of breathing. Yahweh. That the name of God is the very name of life and breath itself. And what better name for the creator of all life than the very sound of breathing? Yahweh. The Lord God uh, in Genesis formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living, breathe, a living being. So the very sound of breathing, the very sound of being alive is the name of God. That means that when you were born, the very first name you ever spoke was God's name when you took your first breath. Yeah. Way. And when we die, the last name we will ever speak will be God's name when we take our last breath. Yahweh. In these verses that we read this morning, Ezekiel is speaking to the Israelites who had been taken captive and moved to Assyria. And while they were in captivity in Assyria, they were praying that God would somehow have them released so they could go back home to Israel, to their own homes, to their own temple to worship God. And they were praying to be set free. And then they got word that Jerusalem had been destroyed. All their homes were destroyed. The temple was destroyed. And so at that point, they pretty much lost all hope because they were praying that God would set them free and release them from captivity so they could go home again. And now there's no home to go to. Everything is gone. And so even if, if they were to be released, they have nowhere to go. Their homes are destroyed, the temple's destroyed, the situation seemed completely hopeless to them. They thought that this was beyond God's power to do anything about. Assyria was known as uh, the graveyard of the nations, and so fittingly, Ezekiel has a dream about a graveyard. He sees a valley, and this valley is covered in bones, bones just bones that are disconnected and lying all over the place, and they've been lying out there so long that they're bleached white from the sun. And so these bones are just laying all around the place, uh, completely bleached white. I mean, you talk about a hopeless situation. If you're sent to rescue a group of people and you get there, and the only thing that's left are a bunch of dried out bones laying around on the ground, you're probably too late. <laughs> uh, there's not much you can do. That situation is over. I mean, if you get there and there's some bodies laying on the ground, you may run over and do CPR and try to help, but if you get there and there's nothing but bones it's over. That is a hopeless situation. Uh, 
And so Ezekiel stood there, he looked at this scene, and God said, Ezekiel, do you think these bones can ever live? And to his credit, either, you know, his, his faith or his wisdom or both, he answers, Sovereign Lord, you know. I don't know, but you, you know. It looks pretty hopeless to me, but you know. And I would like to think, you know, when I read this story, I hope that I can learn from Ezekiel. <laughs> you know, he looks at a hopeless situation, but he has faith that maybe God can still do something. You know, sometimes when I see a situation and it looks hopeless, I'm ready to just label it and move on. You know, forget that. It's not this hopeless, we'll move on. But Ezekiel says, I don't know, God. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe something can happen. And so um, God told Ezekiel to speak to these bones, tell them to get up and get dressed. And that sounds kind of weird, but dreams are kind of weird. And just between you and me, Ezekiel's kind of weird too. So it all makes sense. So he did as he was told, and these bones began to start moving, and, and they started coming together, and you know, the knee bone connected to the leg bone, and the leg bone connected to the thigh bone, like the song, until there was finally just skeletons lying all over the desert floor. This is kind of a Tim Burton Bible story. And then God spoke to Ezekiel again, and he said, speak ruah, or wind, or breath, or spirit, over these bones. And so Ezekiel did. And it sounds a lot like creation. Uh, God made Adam out of the mud, and he's just a lifeless body lying there until God spoke ruah, breathed life, breath, spirit into him, and he came alive. And so he tells Ezekiel to do the same. And so Ezekiel speaks over the bodies, and this gentle wind starts to blow. And it kicked up some dirt all around, some of the sand and the tufts. Uh, uh, things started to move and the, the sinews started to grow and, and muscles started to grow over the body and skin started to grow over the bodies. And now there's just these bodies lying out in the desert. And then the wind continued to blow and the tufts of hair started to move around and color came back into their cheeks. And then they opened their eyes and they stood up. And it was a vast army of people who were standing there in the desert. And then God explained this weird dream to Ezekiel. And he said, Ezekiel, this means that no matter how hopeless the situation is, I can still breathe life into it. No matter how desperate it looks, I can still bring it to life. No matter how hopeless people feel, I can still get them back on their feet. And God told Ezekiel, tell the people this promise. And so in verse 14, Isaiah, Ezekiel wrote, I will put my spirit in you and you will live. And that's the spirit of God breathes life into us. Those of us who try to follow God, the Holy Spirit inspires us to know what God is leading us to do and to be able to follow God. And the Holy Spirit can bring hope into the most hopeless situation by reminding us that no matter what we face, God can get us back on our feet again. And then centuries later, the Son of God was nailed to a cross 
And they mocked him. And he expired. And they took his dead body down from the cross. And they laid it in a tomb. And somehow in the darkness of the tomb, a wind began to blow. And he opened his eyes. And God raised him from the dead. Because the wind, the breath, the spirit of God, when it blows across things, they come alive. And today, we celebrate Pentecost. It's a day when a group of Jesus' disciples got together in the upper room, scared to death, not knowing what was coming next. And the wind began to blow. And they breathed it in. And the Holy Spirit filled them and inspired them with hope and with purpose and with power to do God's will. And that's how the Holy Spirit works today in the lives of all of us who try to follow Jesus. To begin with, the Holy Spirit is instrumental in our even knowing we need God in our lives. You know, we Methodists call that provenient grace, but it's the work of the Holy Spirit. It's when we're going about our lives not even thinking about God, and then we realize something's missing. What is it that's missing? And we start trying to figure out what is it that will give us purpose and what is it that will give us meaning. That's the Holy Spirit prodding us and moving us and, and showing us and guiding us what we need in our life is relationship with God. And then the Holy Spirit inspires us to love each other and to live together as a community of faith. That's the only explanation for it. You know, in our culture, we're all doing the best we can to get rid of everybody that doesn't believe everything just like I do and get in our own little groups. And then we come here to church and we believe different things and we're from different places and we all different backgrounds. And yet we love one another and serve one another and want to do follow God together. That's the work of the Holy Spirit that enables us to do that. And the Holy Spirit is the one who brings us a sense of new beginnings. And I'm guessing that most of us can identify with the situation that Ezekiel was in. We've all at one time or another found ourselves in a situation that we thought was hopeless. That we thought there was no way anything could be done to make a difference. And for some reason, there just seems to be this endless string of days with no purpose and little joy. And you've been in a bad mood for, oh, about a year. <laughs> and then one day, you hear the birds singing again. One day, you feel the wind blowing again. And it's God's Holy Spirit reminding you that God is bringing life into your situation. And you have hope. You have a sense of purpose and a vision, you began to see the goodness that surrounds you. That's the Holy Spirit. And this morning, I want you to know that no situation is hopeless. I've heard people say, as long as there's breath, there's hope. Well, God took it one beyond that. He even told Ezekiel he provided the breath, the wind, the spirit. And so when we face difficult situations, I really want to encourage you, don't lose hope hope because we never know what God is going to do or what God is able to do. And when you don't know 
how your life is going to change and if your life will ever be good again. God can bring life to your situation. Don't ever lose hope because as long as God is with us, anything can happen. Breathe in the Holy Spirit and let God give you hope and strength to move forward. So we gather here this morning and we worship God. We thank God for God's goodness and for God's grace. But sometimes we wonder, are our best days as a church here at St. Paul behind us? Does faith in Christ really have anything to say to our culture anymore? Can we really make a difference in the community where we live? And then the air starts to move. We breathe. We feel the Holy Spirit. And we're filled with a vision and a desire that God can do more than we ever thought possible. And we began to see again what God wants to do through us and how God wants to change lives here in this community. And we wake up to the possibilities. That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the air we breathe spiritually. Without air, a physical, a physical body dies. And without the Holy Spirit guiding us spiritually, we are lifeless and powerless. As Christians, we're surrounded by the Holy Spirit. But unfortunately, some don't inhale some are just holding the Holy Spirit for a friend. You can't live without air. You can't serve God without the Holy Spirit. Do you feel it? The air is stirring. Breathe it in. Yahweh. The wind is starting to blow. So who knows? What could happen next?